Hey everyone, today we are diving into how to take your power back and specifically, you know, what I wish I knew before I started my healing journey because it would have saved me like two decades of suffering. But I do believe that gut healing truly is a journey and that everything happens for a reason and that I had to go through this journey this long journey on my own for the most part so that I could learn and grow and be able to share this knowledge to support you on your journey. So ultimately, I'm grateful that I did go through it. Um, and we're going to dive into a bit of my story today, but also how to kind of shift your mindset and what to expect on your healing journey. And I really want to, you know, the whole reason I put the Fix Your Gut for Good membership together is because I wanted to empower people to be able to take their power back. What does that mean? Well, it means that we don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket, so to speak, and just kind of rely on the doctor to fix us, right? Very much in our Western society, it's, you know, fix me, just fix me, tell me what to do and fix me. That is the way in which we grow up. And unfortunately, that's not always helpful, especially for chronic conditions that the medical system tends to not be able to help with. Obviously, there are times when you need the doctor to fix you if it's a life-threatening situation. But when it comes to managing chronic conditions, we often need to shift our mindset away from fix me um, externally, you know, putting all of your faith in your practitioner or your doctor to how can I heal myself? Because it very much is not just, you know, solely focused on managing symptoms and focusing it on, for example, your gut health, but it's also about your lifestyle and other aspects of healing. And we're going to dive into that today as well, um, because in our Western society, we focus too much on, you know, we segregate the body, right? So if you have a stomach issue, we're going to take this pill. If you have a headache, you're going to take this pill. But what we do when it comes to Eastern medicine and, and managing chronic conditions is very much more of a holistic, whole person approach. We have to also, at the same time as working on your gut, for example, we have to take a look at your sleep, at your stress levels, at your mindset and your mental health and your daily routines and are you moving your body. There's so many other factors that need to be considered and things that need to be worked on. And this is one of the reasons that people often struggle with um, healing these chronic issues because it's a lot to do, right? And I get it, especially if you're trying to do it on your own. First of all, there's way too much information out there. It's very overwhelming. How do you know what's accurate or who to trust? And secondly, it's just a lot. You're trying to you know, make all of these changes in your life at the same time. And life happens and you're stressed and you've got a lot going on. And it can be very overwhelming feeling like you know what you should be doing. You know, I should be exercising more. I should be meditating. I should be sleeping more. But how can I possibly do that when I have all these responsibilities and, you know, things that I have to get done in any given day? So that's where having the support of a community of um, a professional like myself, but also people on your level that get what you're going through and connect with you and understand, you know, how much of a struggle it is to make these changes. And that's the main reason that I had um, added in the Fix Your Gut Collective to uh, what was originally just a course. And I added the collective and then I realized this needs to be a membership because 
gut healing is a journey. It does take time and you need and deserve the support of this community to actually get to your goal of having optimal health. And because I didn't have that support, you know, I know just how hard it is when your doctor tells you there's nothing wrong and they've done all the tests and everything comes back, quote unquote, normal when your family doesn't get it. And they're, you know, pressuring you to eat foods that they're eating that, you know, are going to trigger symptoms when you are canceling plans with your friends because you're like not feeling good enough or you're worried that you're going to have a stomach upset when you're out on your trip or something, right? So it's, we realize that your gut issues are impacting your life. And when you have a support system that gets it, it makes it that much easier to not feel alone and to also get motivated and inspired to take the steps necessary on your healing journey. So when we talk about taking your power back, it really starts with getting empowered with the knowledge that you need to heal yourself. So first we do have to have that mindset shift of, okay, you know, my doctor is important, but ultimately I have to heal myself. Even if you're working with a practitioner like myself, we give you the guidance and the tools you need, but ultimately it's up to you to apply those tools and to build your new healthy lifestyle, right? And we can support you as much as we can, but if you're only seeing your practitioner, you know, maybe once a month, it's going to be very difficult in the in-between, especially when life happens. So first of all, we have to have that mindset shift and understand, you know, for a lot of us, this has to be, we have to get to the end of our rope, basically. We have to hit this turning point of, okay, clearly, you know, my doctor can't help me. Clearly doing this on my own isn't working. I need to shift my mindset and figure out how I can heal myself. And usually that comes for most people when they've really come to the end of their rope. And oftentimes that's the point when we feel like giving up, right? But I really wanted to put this episode together. And one of the reasons I put the membership together is to give you hope that you can heal and that you can have optimal health and truly get your life back. And so the next step in taking your power back is getting empowered with the knowledge you need to heal yourself. So this is not saying that you're doing it on your own, but rather I'm giving you the knowledge and the resources for you to understand, first of all, how your body works. Because unfortunately, in our uh, education system, we don't really learn the ins and outs of how our body works and why we get certain symptoms. And secondly, um, the steps that you can take to heal your gut and what to expect on that healing journey. And this is a, the biggest part of taking your power back because you really have to understand how your body works, why you have these symptoms or why you've developed this illness in the first place, what the root causes are, and then also understand that there's a connection between your gut and your brain. So how your mindset, your mental health, um, and your nervous system plays a role. And then you have to understand the actual steps that you need to implement to heal, as well as how can I take my current lifestyle and start to make small changes in order to build a lifestyle that supports my gut healing. And finally, you get empowered by understanding that Optimal health doesn't come from symptom management, which is much of what we do in Western culture, such as, you know, have a stomach ache, go to the drugstore, get some Pepto, get some Tums. But rather, 
true healing and optimal health comes from healing the root causes of what made you sick in the first place. So back to kind of a bit of my healing journey. I wish I had known that, you know, I wish I had taken my power back sooner and not had to suffer as long as I did because I'm sure many of you can relate. Um, you've probably, you know, seen your doctor and had ruled out anything serious with lots of tests and imaging. You've probably been referred to a specialist and the specialist, the gastroenterologist, probably told you that you have IBS and didn't give you much guidance there. Um, I also know people that have seen a gastroenterologist and been told that they have to avoid trigger foods. So you're thinking, what? So I have to avoid them the rest of my life, which the answer is no, you don't if you heal your gut. And secondly, I've had people tell me that this gastroenterologist told them to try something like the low FODMAP diet, which I do use with clients and can be very helpful, but it's a very specific kind of complicated diet and they can't expect you to just go off and do that on your own. So you do need guidance for that. And unfortunately, a lot of people, when they're trying to do these diets on their own, um, they end up either being way too restrictive. So now you're deficient in nutrients and you become a little obsessed and it affects your mental health. And on secondly, they end up doing it for too long. And these are supposed to be a temporary healing tool as part of your healing journey and not, you know, you're not supposed to stay on it for years and years, basically, because if you do, that actually can make your gut worse. And we won't dive into too much of that today. I do have other episodes on that if you're interested, but you know, that's something that is really frustrating for me is when, you know, people go and see specialists and they just tell them, oh yeah, just do this diet. Like it's no big deal, but it's actually a big deal and you don't want to do it on your own. So getting back to the empowerment piece, you know, when we think about our Western system and it's, we put our faith in our doctors and our specialists and our medical professionals. And when they can't help, you know, I, like I said, I often left the office crying and upset and feeling like, well, if no one can help me, then I guess I'm just sick for the rest of my life. And that promotes what's called learned helplessness. The, the idea that, you know, well, I guess I'm just stuck and I'm going to suffer forever. And that causes you to feel defeated and give up hope that you're ever going to feel healthy again. And that is really hard, um, a hard place to be in. And it's really hard on your mental health. And, you know, giving up hope in general is not going to allow you to live a healthy and happy life, right? You need to be able to do the things that you want to do in your life. So yes, doctors are important. But I, as I said, when it comes to chronic gut issues, unfortunately, there's not a lot at this time that they can offer um, other than ruling out other serious issues. So basically, Western medicine is not preventative. It's more just treating the disease once you already have the disease, right? So they can give you medications to manage symptoms, but they can't actually help you prevent or um, heal the root cause. And, off, and Western medicine also looks at the body as very separate systems. So I think slowly they're transitioning into viewing the body as more interconnected, but typically it's seen as, you know, your gut is separate from your brain, which is separate from your, you know, kidneys and your liver. And whereas when we take a look at the Eastern perspective, um, so let's go back to the empowerment piece. So we empower clients to have hope, right? We give them hope that you can heal because there is a reason you have these symptoms. It's not all in your head. 
the body is all connected. And there's a reason that, you know, the stress you're having is flaring up your symptoms or a surgery you had 10 years ago is impacting your symptoms today. And we help you to put those puzzle pieces together and really give you hope that you can heal. And when you have that hope, that hope itself and the resultant changes in your brain chemistry and your mindset have a healing power, right? You have to be able to have hope and be in a good mindset state in order to make the changes necessary, um, long-term changes in order to heal. And then, so Eastern medicine kind of looks at the body as more of an interconnected whole, the body and the mind. So all systems are interconnected, they affect one another, and the mind plays a big role in that as well. So it's more of a, both a preventative system, as well as treating and healing the root causes, rather than just giving you a Band-Aid supplement or prescription. Now, one of the other things that I wish I knew on my gut healing journey was that it's not all about your gut. For years and years, I focused solely on my gut and I would get super frustrated when I would have a flare up of symptoms. I'm thinking, I'm being so strict with my diet. I'm taking all the supplements. Why am I having this flare up? I had no idea at the time that my immune system, my stress levels, my lack of sleep and my insomnia, um, the surgeries I had had, and my mental health were all impacting my gut. If someone had explained that to me early on, I feel like it would have saved me a lot of suffering and frustration. Um, and, you know, you beat yourself up when you feel like, well, it must have been my fault. I must have eaten something that caused this symptom. It's my fault that I have this symptom. When sometimes we just get symptoms, sometimes we have flare-ups that are related to, for example, cyclical changes in hormones, or it's related to a stressful period of life you're going through. And sometimes it's out of our control. So if we recognize that, and you know, when we start to have this flare-up of symptoms, we can be more gentle and loving towards ourselves and not blame ourselves for doing something wrong when we know that sometimes these things are out of our control but at the same time when we have the knowledge to understand why these things are happening and what we can do to help manage those flare-ups life becomes more bearable and we just feel empowered and more able to handle that situation right because Obviously, if you're going through a stressful period that's flaring your symptoms, the last thing you need is to deal with a ton of symptoms on top of the stress you're dealing with. So if you have the knowledge to understand why your symptoms are flaring and what you can do about it, that takes a lot off your plate, right? So now you're feeling better physically and mentally, and you're better able to handle that stress. I also wish I knew the role that the stress was causing on my body and the role that my mindset and mental health was playing um, in first, like, first of all, the gut brain connection, right? So I had no idea when I was struggling with depression and anxiety for years, I thought I was doing everything right. I had tried counseling, I was taking medication, um, I was starting to exercise more. I was doing all the things that I was told would help me feel better. And it did a little bit for sure, but I ultimately still wasn't feeling myself. And I felt there was something missing, you know, especially when, you know, sometimes after um, having too much sugar or something like that, all of a sudden, or taking an Advil, for example, which causes a lot of inflammation in the gut, all of a sudden I would be really down the next day and I couldn't figure out why. 
And so I wish I had known that big, big connection between the gut and the brain. And that would have given me more empowerment to understand, look, you know, if I'm going to go ahead and eat all this sugar, or if I'm going to take an Advil, I have to understand that's going to make my mental health worse. So when you know those things, and you know what to expect, you can make more educated decisions. And I also wish I knew um, the role that mental health plays on your gut, for example. So if you're chronically stressed or feeling down, your brain is sending signals to your gut through your nervous system, um, including your vagus nerve, that things are not okay. And that's going to cause, you know, bloating or diarrhea or constipation, any number of symptoms, but it's going to cause gut symptoms. And so I often take a look at mental health and stress management as one of the initial pieces when I work with clients and members inside the Fix Your Gut membership. Um, because first of all, we know that the gut and the brain are directly connected. So like I just said, if you're having um, mental health and, and issues, that's going to be sending signals to the gut and causing symptoms. But also knowing that um, the more we heal the gut, the better we'll feel, knowing that it's totally normal to crave more indulgent foods that may not be good for your gut, such as sugar, when you're feeling down, and understanding why, right? You're craving those foods in an effort to boost your mood. And so when we understand that, and we can find other ways to boost our mood, which we can easily do with lifestyle changes, exercise, meditation, supplements, support, and when we're able to boost our mood that way, then we're not relying on food. And then that makes it much easier to eat the foods that are going to make our gut feel better. And it's kind of this vicious cycle, right? So if you're stuck in the cycle of I feel down, I need food to pick me up, then that food is making your gut worse. And then it's making your mental health worse. So we have to break that cycle by really honing in on what can we do to make, your, make you feel better on a mental health level. Um, and then the other thing I wish I knew is that, you know, chronic stress, as much as we don't want to accept this, because obviously we can't avoid stress, but I wish I knew the huge role that it played on digestion, that your body literally can't heal when it's stressed. Stress is inflammatory. It's sending um, inflammatory hormone signals um, to your gut and the rest of your body. It can even exacerbate chronic pain, headaches, insomnia stress shuts down digestion. It's basically your body in a survival state. It's doing all it's can and all the energy is focused on survival rather than rest, recovery, and healing. And we need to be in this rest and recovery or rest and digest parasympathetic relaxed nervous system state in order to heal. Obviously, we can't spend our whole lives in that relaxed state, but the more we can um, do and the practices that we can add to our life, like meditation, like yoga, um, like mindfulness, that can help us spend a little more time in that rest and digest state than in the sympathetic stress state, right? I also wish I knew that gut healing doesn't happen overnight. And this is a question that I get asked a lot by clients. And I don't want to scare them off, but at the same time, I want them to know the truth that, you know, we are so used to taking a medication from the doctor and having our, and feeling better almost instantly, right? Or maybe within a couple weeks max. 
But unfortunately, you know, especially if you've been struggling with gut issues for years and or you have other health issues, so maybe you have an autoimmune disease or you're struggling with your mental health um, or you have a very high stress lifestyle, it's going to take a while to heal your gut. I won't lie to people. It can take several months. It can take several years even, depending on how long you've been suffering and whether you have other factors in your life, such as other diseases that you have to manage. That And those illnesses, such as autoimmune conditions, can be impacting um, your gut health and kind of slowing your recovery. So really keeping people um, aware that it is a journey. It does take time. But if you have faith in your practitioner, if you have the support that you need, and you are given the empowerment by understanding what's going on with your body and the steps you need to take, it makes it that much more bearable, right? And also understanding that in your healing journey is not going to be linear. So say, for example, you know, you start your healing journey, you're feeling, you do feel sometimes crappier in the beginning. So sometimes things flare up. So say the first few weeks, you're not feeling great, but all of a sudden, the healing journey really kicks off and you're feeling amazing um, for maybe two months. And then something happens. So either, you know, you're stressed from work, you have something happen with a family member, whatever it is, something happens and it triggers a either a healing crisis where you feel worse or you plateau and your healing doesn't advance. These are things that are, are to be expected, but if you're not expecting them, it's extremely frustrating and a lot of people feel like giving up because they think, wow, I'm doing all this stuff. I was feeling so good. And now all of a sudden I'm back at square one. I feel like crap again. My symptoms are back. I thought I was doing so well. If you don't know, you know, to expect these healing uh, crises or these plateaus, you'd also start beating yourself up. So what did I do wrong? Maybe I wasn't, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that on the weekend or it's my fault. I didn't take my supplements at the right time or whatever it is you start blaming yourself and that is going to give you guilt and affect your mental health. And then that's gonna perpetuate you being stuck in that, that plateau of your healing journey. So I wish I knew um, to expect that it does take time, there will be setbacks and healing crises, but that when you have the support you need, it's that much easier to get through those tough times. Hey guys, welcome to episode 22. You may have seen me post a lot about mindset lately. So what does mindset have to do with nutrition and leading a healthy lifestyle? The thing is, there's so much psychology behind healthy eating and, and healthy behaviors. And that's the, a lot of the reason why a lot of us have trouble changing our health behaviors because we're not um, looking at that psychological aspect, right? That motivation, the mindset, there's so many things. These are the big barriers that we need to move in order to make real change in our lives. So I'm gonna walk you through uh, my new freebie called Girl, Get Your Mind Right. Um, it's basically about making some small mindset changes and practicing them um, as a first step uh, so this is one of the barriers I see most often. So this is the first step to kind of getting out of your own way and really taking charge of your health. Okay, so first of all, I was inspired to dive more into mindset by my friend Jess, who is a mindset coach. So definitely check her out uh, on Instagram. It's at JessDB1. And 
I figured, you know what, I need to incorporate mindset into my practice as well because I see a lot of people struggling with getting past those obstacles in order to make things work, right? So they think that, oh, if I just find, you know, a different diet or a different supplement or something, like, that'll be the one that'll work for me. But it's like, no, you're not realizing there's that underlying reason that things aren't working. And it's often because you are bullying yourself with your mindset. So if you want, go ahead and grab my freebie. If you head to my website under freebies, you can grab it there. It's called Girl, Get Your Mind Right, and we can walk through it together. I will give you a minute to do so. Okay, so let's start off by talking about mindset. What is your mindset? So our thoughts, which we choose, whether we realize it or not, our thoughts affect our emotions, right? So if we're thinking things such as, oh, I'll never get anywhere in my career, or I'll never be as thin as my friend so-and-so, that's going to make us feel bad, right? So these Bullying negative thoughts are making us feel down. And then from that, um, our behavior or actions happen. So when we feel down, what do we do most often? I don't know about you, but what I usually do is I binge on chocolate and binge on my favorite Netflix show. So that's obviously not what we want to be doing when we're trying to get healthy. So the way that we're going to work this is we start with our thoughts. So let's take a look. If you look in the worksheet, it says to identify three bullying thoughts that you're telling yourself. So maybe it's something to do with your weight. Maybe it's something to do with your career or that you're not, you know, the perfect mom or something like that. Whatever it is, write them down and be super honest. Try to pick the ones that you tell yourself most often. Now, if you can't think of anything right away, that's okay too. Um, What I want you to do then is just walk away from the exercise for today and just try to keep it in the back of your mind. And um, I think you'll start noticing if you keep thinking about, okay, what are these things I'm telling myself? If you pay a little more attention throughout your day, you'll notice these things are common, right? And they're popping up throughout the day. So after a few days, then you can go back to the worksheet and work on it. Okay, so for those of you who have your three bullying statements down, I want you now to think about what you would tell a friend. If your friend said that about themselves, so if they were telling themselves that they're never going to succeed in their career or they're never going to be able to lose those extra 15 pounds, what would you tell them? You, would not, you wouldn't be hard on them, right? You would want to be kind to your friend. So you don't want to be speaking to yourself in a way that's any different than you would speak to a friend. So for example, if it has something to do with weight, if you're trying to lose, uh, you know, those extra 15 pounds and you're saying that something negatively to yourself every day in the mirror, like, you know, I look like crap in this outfit. I wish I could lose this weight. I'm never going to be able to lose this weight. A replacement statement might be, I have gained a bit of extra weight, but I'm committed to doing the work to get to my goal. And for me, that means, you know, self-care so that I don't end up emotionally eating. That means going to the gym. That means, you know, putting myself first. Obviously, that's a really long-winded statement, so you want to try and keep it short so it's something that you can repeat to yourself and remind yourself. So try to keep it like a pretty short statement, but replace the negative one with something loving and affirming and positive that makes you feel good and it makes you feel motivated to take the next step. And then once you have those, what I want you to do is go into your phone or whatever device you use most often 
and either put it as a note in your notes section or put it as your screensaver, whatever you think you'll see most often, um, and write down your new replacement thoughts. So I'm gonna call these mindful mantras. So you're replacing the bully thoughts with the mindful mantras, and you're gonna save them in your phone so that you can look at them throughout the day when you need a reminder, right? So if you're having lunch and you start to get those feelings again about you know being hard on yourself because of your weight, then you go and look at your mindful mantra and you repeat that as many times as you need to in order to feel better. Because once you start believing these things, that's when the action happens, right? So if you start changing your mindset and start believing, hey, I can lose these extra 15 pounds, I will get there, and I'm committed and I'm going to put myself first, then that'll motivate you more to say, you know, go for a long walk after work, take the stairs um, at work, whatever you can do, like you're going to find a way, even if another barrier you have is time, which a lot of us do have that barrier, let's be real, there's always a way to make it work to get to your goal. You really just have to get your mind right and then the results will follow. So the thing is with um, changing your mindset, it can take a while and they do say for most goals, it takes up to 21 days for a new habit to be formed so you can start making progress with your goal. But with mindset, especially if these are things that you've been telling yourself your whole life and say you're you know, in your 30s, 40s or 50s, that's many years that you've been telling yourself these things. You may even not realize that you're telling yourself these things, right? It's kind of like an autopilot thing that's happening in your head. Um, so I do suggest for those of you that are struggling with this, if you can't make headway by doing it yourself, definitely recommend seeing someone like Jess, who's a mindset coach, and she can really help you with that. Um, you know, work on the scripts and the things you're telling yourself and solidifying that and practicing it and making that your new life. She's super inspirational. And like I said, she's the reason I started adding more of this mindset to my practice. Okay, so in terms of reminding yourself to replace your bully statements with your mindful mantras, here are some other suggestions. So if you don't feel like putting it in your phone as a note or a screensaver, other things you can do would be um, journaling, either in the morning or the evening. So just repeating these things in your journal, maybe like um, with some other positive thoughts or just like repeating them in different words. Um, you could also post it on the fridge if you're comfortable with that. Basically anywhere that you're going to see it often enough to remind you, hey, stop telling yourself that negative thought. You wouldn't be telling your friend that. So why would you say that to yourself? And then, yeah, just practice, practice, practice. All I can say. Honestly, it's taken me many years to change my mindset. It's taken a combination of, well, first let me go back and, and say what I'm talking about for that. I've struggled with depression and anxiety most of my life. For those of you who haven't uh, seen my posts and whatnot online. And yeah, it's taken me a number of years to get where I am and to stop telling myself these negative things. So I think some of the things that worked for me were... Um, yoga and meditation, a lot of self-help books, journaling, counseling, um, you know, friends and family that were supportive. There's so many things that I've done to make this change. And honestly, guys, once I started getting my mind right, I found it so much easier to not binge on sugar because I'm a huge chocoholic. And yeah, that's my weakness, especially when I'm stressed or feeling down. So nowadays, when I'm now that I've kind of mastered these replacement thoughts or these mantras that I tell myself, 
whenever I, I catch myself, right? If I'm telling myself, you're never going to be successful in your business. I catch myself and say, hey, that's an old, unhelpful thought. That's not true. And I know I will be successful because I am super driven. I'm talented. I'm personable. And, you know, and just kind of beef yourself up like that. And I always am able to catch myself now and replace that because I've practiced it for so long. So I believe that you can too. It's all about practice, being mindful of what's going on in your head throughout the day. And yeah, just believing in yourself. Okay, so we talked about mindset. This is always going to be my first step with any um, new client. So if you come to see me, that'll be the first thing we work on because I want to crush as many of these barriers for you as possible before I give you your meal plan and your supplement plan and your whole you know wellness protocol. Because honestly, I've tried to do this wellness thing with other clients without addressing these barriers and they don't make it. They I'm emailing them a week later and they're telling me that they're not they haven't made any changes, right? Because they're stuck in their old patterns. So this is the first thing we're going to do is mindset. And then secondly, work on other barriers. So in order to explain this a bit more, I'll tell you a bit about the barriers I overcame in my journey. So again, like I mentioned, I have um, depression, anxiety. I also have chronic pain. Since I was 20, I've been struggling with fibromyalgia. I've um, been, you know, short on money for many years. Um, you know, paying off school debts and everything. I had, since I finished school and when I was in between my two programs, I had no coverage um, for things like naturopath um, and, you know, acupuncture, massage, any of that. And yet I was still able to realize what my priorities were, right? So I knew money was short. But I also knew that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere in my career if I didn't take care of my physical and mental health. So I decided to put myself first and invest in um, weekly massages, half hour massages, because with fibromyalgia, there's, that's super important for pain management. And I decided to um, get a gym membership. It's a reasonable cost gym membership. And yeah, I started to put all these things into play in order to start managing my health. And I did a lot of research even before I went back to school to study nutrition. I started researching on chronic pain because I wanted to do everything I could to manage it naturally and not have to rely on painkillers. So yeah, I did a lot of research. I ended up doing a protocol with myself where I cut down on sugar. I was taking supplements, um, anti-inflammatory supplements. These are all things like you know, healthier foods, I went gluten-free, that, that's expensive as well. All of these things, yes, they cost money, but you know what? Now I'm at a point where my pain is managed. My mental health is better. I can work longer hours. I can run my own business. You know, if this was me a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this. But I realized I had to change my mindset. I had to invest in my health, both physical and mental. And that's how I got to where I am today. Look, I get it. I've been there myself. You leave the doctor's office and you end up crying because they just don't get it and they can't help you. They did all the tests. They even referred you to a specialist and all they told you was that you had IBS. Great. So now what are you supposed to do? Avoid your favorite foods for the rest of your life? It just feels like no one can help and it's so overwhelming. Maybe they even told you to try a low FODMAP diet, but you Googled it and it seems so complicated and restrictive. You're not alone and you can heal your gut. It just takes a different approach. 
If you want to learn more about how to kickstart your gut healing journey, join me inside the Fix Your Gut for Good membership. Inside the membership, you get empowered with the knowledge you need to actually heal the root causes of your gut issues. And we dive into whole body, whole person healing. The reason that you get stuck when you may have tried supplements or other diets before is that you're only focusing in on one aspect of healing when really there's so many other components that need to be addressed. It sounds complicated and lengthy, and it can be, but not if you have the guidance from a professional as well as the support of a community of friends that actually get it and are there for you 24-7. If this sounds like something that you need in your life, go to the link in the bio and check out the Fix Your Gut for Good landing page. And if you want more information, I'm always here to answer any questions you have. So common barriers that I see with clients are usually um, financial, uh, money, and time. These are the big ones. I would say the biggest one is time. Most of us, a lot of us are working way too much, but that's a whole other topic. You know, I'm all about work-life balance. But if someone tells me they have no time, I know they're not ready to change. I know that Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to help them until they realize, look, I have to make the time in order for anything to change with my health. If I don't make the time and put in the effort, nothing will change. I can't do the changes for you. I can give you the information and guide you, but it's up to you to make the changes necessary in your um, schedule and your lifestyle in order to make time for things like meal planning and meal prepping and exercise and getting a good night's sleep. Like these are all things that are up to you as my client. So again, like if you're not gonna be able to take the time to invest in yourself that way, unfortunately, like I can't help these people. And I really want to make that clear because it's kind of a waste of time for both you and me and a waste of your money too, to sit down and think that we're gonna make progress if you're not ready to invest the time needed to make those changes, right? So I like to tell people that up front because it is an investment of time. And many of us, we are working long hours, we're stressed out, we feel like the last thing we wanna do when we get home is cook. And that's why I try and teach people that, look, I don't expect you to go home and cook every single night. I don't do that either. You know, there's some days where I'm way too exhausted for that. So that's why it's all about planning. And I've dived into that before, but if you have any questions on that, um, please do give me a shout, but definitely like I plan my meals ahead for the week and I take a day or two um, with, you know, only a couple hours each time and prep several meals because I know that I'm not going to have time to cook throughout the week. So yeah, I'd like to know what are your barriers. So do um, either screenshot the episode when you're listening or just, you know, give me a shout with a DM or email or something. Let me know what is the main barrier that you have to your health? Do you even realize that you have a barrier? Clearly there's something that's been holding you back if you've been wanting to make changes for a while, but you haven't gotten there. So really think about that. Once you figure out what your biggest barrier is, let me know. And I'd love to see if I can help you with that. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions with that, do ask. And you know what, we all have one thing in common. We all feel defeated, especially after having tried everything, right? I've seen so many people just feel like giving up because they feel like they've tried every fad diet and cleanse and protocol out there. But honestly, guys, it all comes back to mindset and committing to yourself and allowing yourself 
time and energy to put towards your growth. Okay, so please do me a favor, go get that freebie cheat sheet that I mentioned. So go to my website in the freebie section, get that get your mind right worksheet, fill it out and practice it. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, And then from there, I have another cheat sheet that I just created called um, Guts to Glory, which is all about gut health. So like I said, mindset's number one. So definitely try that first. And then if you're interested and feeling motivated, feel free to give me a shout if you want to book an appointment to talk further about how I can help you reach your goals. That's it for me. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I hope you found it helpful and make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. If you really love the show, be sure to share the episode on social or leave a rating and review in your podcast app. If you're a longtime listener, you know what's up. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Fix Your Gut podcast with more science-based, digestible strategies for root cause gut healing so you can get your life back and enjoy food again. Chat soon.